0: South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our race book is completely separate from the sports book and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service. Bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. South Point Casino's race book has you covered.
1: Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation is committed to helping our nation's heroes and their families in their darkest hours. When a first responder or veteran doesn't return home and leaves behind a young family, Tunnel to Towers supports them. The Foundation pays off their mortgages and lifts their financial burdens through their Gold Star Family Home Program and Fallen First Responder Home Program. Through their Smart Home Program, catastrophically injured veterans and first responders regain their independence with a mortgage-free home, specially adapted to meet their unique physical needs. Tunnel to Towers also provides housing assistance and services to our nation's homeless veterans through their Homeless Veteran Program. They are helping more than 2,000 in 2023 because no veteran should be living on the streets of the country they signed up to protect. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices made by our nation's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org.
0: The following is a Race Day Las Vegas presentation in association with Soraco Productions Limited on the Race Day Las Vegas Radio Network.
3: Alrighty, good morning everybody. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program for this Friday. Yes, it is Friday and we're heading into the weekend, of course, looking ahead to fairgrounds tomorrow for the big races, uh, the big race of the day. The uh, race that's going to uh, settle a, a lot of uh, Kentucky Derby Future Book uh, top leaders in the race, the Risen Star, part of the uh, fairgrounds uh Louisiana Derby series and and a great uh, racing day, of course, of other stakes races as well, including the uh... uh... Ra- uh Rachel Alexandra with, for the three year old phillies today in Maydan Racecourse in the United Arab Emirates. There's going to be the UAE Derby, uh, UAE Oaks, I should say, the UAE Oaks has 50 uh... leaderboard points for the Kentucky Oaks, so we'll wait and see about that in Dubai, a half a world away. But in the meantime, we're coming to you here in Las Vegas. From the South Point Studios uh, on YouTube, if you uh, go to YouTube, hit South Point Studios, you can see us and listen to us. And, of course, don't forget to subscribe. We're here at the South Point Studios at the South Point Hotel Complex uh, here on the Las Vegas Strip in fabulous Las Vegas. Right now here in Vegas, it's uh, 45 degrees outside. We're going to get up to 66 today. And we're going to inch up over the weekend. Uh, The high tomorrow should reach 67. And on Sunday, we're just one degree below 70. We're going to hit 69. So the uh, weather's going to be uh, really uh, good here in Las Vegas for this weekend. Not so much in Florida. They are expecting huge rainstorms going through Florida, so much so that the uh, Daytona 500 will probably be canceled on Sunday and moved to Monday. Not sure yet about that, but I can tell you right now it's going to be off going in Florida as the uh, front moves through there. Right now, it is going along the Gulf uh, Coastline uh, between Texas and Louisiana. Up in the Midwest in Iowa and uh, and uh, Illinois and Indiana, you got snow. And uh, the Northwest and the Northwest uh, coming down is another uh, front that's coming down that may affect uh, Southern California uh, in a few days. We'll wait and see about that. And up in the Northeast, there's snow uh, in pa- part of the areas and some of the areas that are not. So we'll wait and see about that. As far as uh, uh, aqueduct today, they say the track is fast, but it's windy there, 36 degrees right now at aqueduct. So we'll wait and see about the weather conditions and how they play as far as track conditions around the country. Penn National uh, canceled their races yesterday because of the weather, so we'll wait and see about that. But we've got uh, some great racing coming up this weekend, as we say, fairgrounds. going to have six stakes races overall. Uh, Two uh, races will be grade twos and... Uh, two will be grade threes, and of course, the other two will be just regular stakes races there. But uh... as we say, the Risen Star and the Rachel Alexandra getting 50 points each for the Oaks and uh, the Derby in the leaderboard there. As far as the leaderboard in the Derby right now, well, uh, Fierce List is still the leader with 36 points. Track Phantom is second with 30. Mystic Dan is uh, third with 21. you got Hades at 20. Uncle Heavy that uh, will not be starting uh, his next schedule start. Uh, he's going to lead up to, to the Kentucky Derby. He has twenty points, and then No More uh, Time, who won the uh, stakes race uh, last week uh, at, uh, I believe, Sunland. Uh, he's got twenty points, et cetera. And Locked has seven uh, in seven uh, in the position number seven has nineteen, as well as Liberal Arts and uh, West Saratoga at seventeen. Timberlake round, rounds the, the top ten as for as point getters are concerned so far, at ten. But it's going to change over this weekend with the 50-pointers now, that's for sure. And we'll wait and see about that. Don't forget, today is the uh, beginning, the start of the Kentucky Derby Future Book Paramutual Pool 4. It'll start today and move through Sunday. So you'll have a chance to take a look at those race results from this weekend and the big point-getters as far as the Kentucky Derby futures are concerned. And, of course, they now have 40 positions. In the uh, Kentucky Derby future book paramutual pool 39 individual for horses the 40th one is all others and of course the all others uh, opens up as the two to one morning line favorite we'll wait and see about that as the weekend moves across and uh, as far as um, looking at uh, any other news in racing uh, the claiming crown it's going to go back to uh, Churchill Downs claiming crown will go back to Churchill Downs all right, so you got the weather here. You got the weather across the country. Let's take a look at some of the results from yesterday. All right, Gulfstream Park yesterday. Uh, John Velasquez had a couple of winners. His second winner paid twenty four twenty in the fifth race, and uh, Jose Ortiz had a couple of winners with a twelve dollar winner as his second uh, winner of the day. And as far as our handicappers, Jonathan Hardoon came with a winner in the seventh race yesterday at Gulfstream Park. Uh, stuck in Malibu, one in Hollendale Beach. Stuck in Malibu paid $7.60. I want to thank Jonathan for that selection yesterday on the show. As far as Santa Anita is concerned, I mean, we went through this yesterday with uh, John Lendo. Uh, his signal was breaking up a little because we had technical difficulties. But going into yesterday, 45% favorites winning at Santa Anita. 45%. And believe it or not, after yesterday's races, that went up. Out of yesterday's races, nine races, five betting favorites hit the winner's circle. Highest-priced winner of the day came in the eighth race at 1980, giving trainer Doug O'Neill his second win of the day with Sharp as Attack. That winner there, coupled with O'Neill's first race winner paying 420, gave O'Neill two wins on the day. Uh, also on the day, uh, Juan Hernandez had a couple of wins: a 420 winner in the third, and a 360 winner in the fifth. Uh, and uh, trainers, though the trainers did good, along with O'Neill, uh, Craig Lewis had a couple of winners yesterday, back to back, with offsprings of Clubhouse Ride. Clubhouse Ride offsprings won the fifth and sixth races in a row. Uh, Craig Lewis, two Clubhouse Ride, uh, two. As a matter of fact, the other stallion of the day, Mister Big, he won two races. His offspring won the second race, paying five eighty, and uh, another one in the fourth race that paid six sixty. And as far as the trainers, along with Craig Lewis and Doug O'Neill, leading ju- uh, trainer Mark Glatt had two wins. His first win of the day came in the fourth race with Mister, uh, I should say, a Big Pop, paying six sixty, and his second winner came uh, in the uh, seventh race with First Piece with Mike Smith aboard that paid uh, $8 even. So uh, three trainers had a couple of winners, a couple of jockeys had two winners, along with uh, Hernandez, Flavian Pratt checked in with two winners. His last one came in the last race at 8.20. Got to tell you, I, I, you know, Santa Anita is just chalk city right now. Now we all know and we all figure that uh, it's going to even out sooner or later, but right now it's uh, later because it ain't sooner if, you know, winning favorites, five out of nine yesterday at Santa Anita. We'll wait and see what happens over the weekend. Remember, Santa Anita and both Aqueduct. Aqueduct and Santa Anita will be holiday racing cards on Monday, President's Day. We won't have a show, but they will be running Monday at at Aqueduct and Santa Anita for President's Day, along with the other uh, tracks that normally run on Monday. All righty. Well, we got Jonathan Ardoon back with us today. We got, of course, Rich Eng checking in. Uh, John Lindo, hopefully uh, he'll be a better connection uh, with his uh, technology today. And Jerry Jackowitz returns as well. So we'll have uh, selections from Jerry for Santa Anita and Aqueduct. In the meantime, we'll go to our first break on this Friday, Race Day Las Vegas show as we roll into the weekend. So don't go away. If you're watching us on the South Point Studio uh, network at uh, YouTube, don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. We appreciate that. And uh, don't forget all of you listening here at our anchor station, as far as our radio anchor station, KSHB 1400 AM and 107.1 FM. We'll be right back.
0: South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our race book is completely separate from the sports book and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service. Bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered.
3: Back on Race Day Las Vegas for this Friday. Don't forget, uh, you have many different ways that you can get us. Of course, right here we suggest always at the South Point Studios uh, Network at uh, YouTube. But you can, because you can see us and hear us here, we're from the studio here. Uh, and of course, our radio outlet, uh, KSHP 1400 107.1 FM, on your uh, dial here in Las Vegas. But we also stream audio on our websites, global. Your iPhone or your Android, taking care with the KSHP app. Just go to uh, uh, to your app store, hit in KSHP, and get your KSHP app so you can hear us now on your devices, and, of course, many different places that we're at uh, podcasting as well. So however, wherever, whenever, welcome to the Friday show. Other uh, news, New Grange, the dominant older horse, the current Santa Anita winter-spring meet, is going to start in the March 2nd Grade 1 Santa Anita Handicap, and that's going to be a potential prep for him for the Grade 1 Dubai World Cup at Meydan Racecourse in the United Arab Emirates on March 30th. So he's going to use the Santa Anita Handicap to prep for the Dubai World Cup. Uh, Mahoning Valley, they have a barn that's quarantined due to strangles, they say. Uh, and so they had a test earlier this week, revealed three new positives or strangles in that barn. So uh, Mahoning Valley's got uh, is under a quarantine there. And uh, you're going to love this: Jockey Ryan Moore, one of the highest-profile European riders and certainly in the world, he's been fined twenty thousand eight hundred dollars and suspended for one day after losing an appeal on a ruling originally issued by the Breeders' Cup weekend last November. It was a Heise uh, violation. He hit the horse one more time than allowed, and he's going to get that fine and that suspension. However, the $20,800 for the the money that he has to pay for the fine certainly pales by comparison when you win a race for over a million dollars. So, uh, congratulations to the folks who uh, made, that, uh, made that appeal and lost. Anyhow, so uh, that's uh, that's the deal there. Okay, time to get this started to our menu, and uh, our racing menu today. And uh, we will begin, of course, by reminding you that the first post times we broadcast on this racing menu each and every day reflect out of the Pacific time zone. So, if you're listening here in Las Vegas... No problem. These will be the first post times rolled out, folks. If you're listening anywhere else in a different time zone, adjust to it. We don't want you to miss anything. Okay? okay. Here we go. First post times are p- Pacific. We begin with Gulfstream Park. Gulfstream Park has nine races today, and their first post time is 910. They have a Pick Six Jackpot carryover standing at $150,181. And again, first post time at Gulfstream, 910 for their nine races today. And rain is coming at Gulfstream for the weekend, trust me. All right, Tampa Bay down, same thing there. Uh, They're expecting some off going there at Tampa Bay. But for today, they have nine races and a first post time of 9.20 at Tampa Bay. Uh, Their super high five carryover stands at $3,194. They do have a pick six jackpot carryover. That's $1,675. And a first post time again at Tampa Bay for nine races is at 9.20. Laurel Park is next. Laurel Park in Maryland has 9 races. Their first post time is 9:25. 9:25 at Laurel Park. Their Pick 6 jackpot carryover $5,077. And again, first post time Laurel Park is at 9:25 for 9 races. Then we get to the Big A, Aqueduct in New York. Well, they say it's windy and 36 degrees. The track is fast at Aqueduct. They have a pick six carryover there at the Big A today from uh, Sunday's last racing card. $30,248.64 to be exact. That's the carryover in Aqueduct's regular pick six. Not a jackpot, it's a regular pick six, and it's a $1 base bet. Eight races today at Aqueduct, and the first post time at the Big A is set at 1020 a.m. Pacific Time. Then we go to Oaklawn Park in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Oaklawn Park. They've got uh, ten races today at Oaklawn, and a first post time for their ten race card is set at 10:30. 10:30 first post at uh, Oaklawn Park today. Next comes the fairgrounds, getting ready for the big day of racing tomorrow at the fairgrounds. Today they have eight races, and their first post time at fairgrounds today is at 10:45. Uh, they have a regular pick six carryover, not a jackpot. A regular pick six carryover, one thousand six hundred forty dollars and a first post time at fairgrounds eight races ten forty-five. sunland park will have uh, nine quarter horse races today sunland park's uh, first post time is set at 11 25 at sunland park today then we go to santa anita chalk city santa anita right now uh, santa anita's first post time for their nine races set at 12 30 12 first post at santa anita today and we'll wait and see uh how the favorites do today. Boy, 12.30, first post at Santa Anita. Golden Gate has seven races, just seven races today at Golden Gate. Their first post time is one forty-five. They got a one forty-five post at Golden Gate. Pick six jackpot carryover there, a good one, $71,936. It's a pick six jackpot carryover. And again, just seven races, 145 first post at Golden Gate. Again, remember, that they were scheduled to have a race, spe- a special holiday racing card on Monday, President's Day, but they just don't have enough horses entered, so they scratched that. No racing on Monday at Golden Gate. Turfway Park has nine races. Their first post time is two fifty-five, two fifty-five at Turfway Park. Uh, and uh, their uh, carryover and their pick six jackpot is $50,627. $50,627, 1st post time, eight races Turfway. Two fifty-five. Then we get to Penn National. Now they canceled the races yesterday at Penn National due to the weather. They're scheduled to go for seven races today at Penn Nat with a first post time of three o'clock. They are scheduled to go at three o'clock today at Penn National. Their super high five jackpot carryover if they go six thousand two hundred twenty-five dollars. Again, first post three o'clock at Penn National. Delta Downs has eight races. Their first post time is three fifteen, and then we go to the Charlestown races. Charlestown races has a first post time of eight races at 4 p.m. And they have a carryover in their pick six jackpot of forty six thousand nine hundred and four dollars. And that is your racing menu as it stands right now for today. All righty. Time to bring in Jonathan Hardoon. Jonathan, good morning. Uh, Of
2: course, that uh, Ryan Moore Road in the Breeders Cup should pay that fine because without that extra whip, he's not winning and they're not winning. What was it, $2 million purse?
3: <laughs> Whatever it was, it was definitely uh, worth the $20,800 fine. That's for sure. Not to mention yeah, so if, not to mention the breeding, you know, uh, the, a breeder's Of course, the value for, of yeah. the whole
2: up for breeding purposes and everything else. But I think it would only be fair for the owners to pay that ridiculous fine. And I say ridiculous. We always discuss it on the show. It's, uh, it's a stupid rule they have, but... Uh, I don't know what the difference between six whips or eight whips really make a difference, to be honest with you, but uh, apparently that's the cutoff number.
3: Well, I don't want to go into this again, but the the whips that they have nowadays are more uh, for the value, uh, yes. when, when you hear the yeah. snap, to get the horse's attention rather than, uh, you know, stinging the horse called any.
2: poppers. Yeah, they're poppers. poppers. Yeah.
3: Exactly what they are. Yeah. It's almost like hitting them with Styrofoam, but, uh, you know, remember exactly. these. These are fifteen hundred, two thousand pound animals, and all you're trying to do is it, it, to help guide them, uh, not for safety purposes, if nothing else, and try to get a little bit more out of them, like he did in winning that race. There's no doubt about it. But um,
2: and if you're betting on a horse, don't you want the jockey to give his full, you know, his his full effort?
3: <laughs> maybe, maybe he can go through the grandstand with a cup, saying, hey, can you help me with my <laughs> fine? <laughs> did, you you, did you Did you cash on my up horse? Up on <laughs> yeah fund
2: me for anyone
3: that bet his horse that's right, there you go. Well, we solved that problem didn't we anyhow uh what's uh what are you guys expecting in New york? It looks like uh, uh it looks like aqueduct down there in in the city may escape uh, the snow, but I'm not sure if they get up as high as you are there in the great state of New York. Yeah, that
2: gonna... yeah I'm, I'm actually in Long Island this week, but it did snow in Saratoga last week. And I have to tell you, today at Aqueduct, it is so windy, Ralph. The wind is, I mean, it's in the 30s, and it feels like it's in the teens because that wind is really blowing. So pay attention, see if sp- there's a speed bias or anything early in the day, and adjust on the fly.
3: Well, now, um, you know, I can't, I don't uh, have, I don't understand uh, aqueduct where it's uh, placed as far as the wind may come in, but sometimes you get a tailwind down the backstretch, a headwind down the headstretch, vice versa, et cetera. And it would be important for uh, players to know that as the day progresses, because that could uh, affect uh, like a a photo finish or a horse that uh, is coming from behind, whatever. Uh, Do they have any type of that information anywhere that you can get, like either on the satellite signal or on the Internet?
2: And with your own two eyes, you watch races and you make a judgment. You don't judge, obviously, on one race, but after three or four races, you'll have an idea. If every horse that goes to the lead wins, well, then you know it's a major speed bias. By the way, most of the days it's been like that at Aqueduct, but you get an opportunity to make money when some of those horses run back because there are horses that were totally against the track or totally with the track. And if you keep good records, you're going to be rewarded. And I'm sure you do. I do. That's why listeners that listen to Race Day Las Vegas get a little, just a little edge sometimes.
3: Yes. <laughs> yeah, and we got that edge yesterday, that's for sure. That was a nice win. A great ride by that jock, too.
2: Yeah, it was uh, Castellano, I believe, for yeah. uh, Patrick Bianconi.
3: Yeah, he sat right behind this Speed Duel and tilted out and got the job done, that's for sure. All right, well, we've got uh, racing at Aqueduct today, and of course you've got, uh, well, you've got four sheets today, right?
2: Yeah, Aqueduct, Oaklawn, Gulfstream, and Santa Anita. By the way, Oakland also runs on Monday. You were talking about uh, oh. Aqueduct and Santa Anita running. You could add Oakland to that menu as well.
3: Yeah, they're going to run for President's Day as well. And uh, we, well, I want to remind everybody out there, even though we're not doing a show, our handicappers are going to be handicapping those uh, tracks on Monday. Uh, and uh, I'm sure that you will have uh, your several sheets out for Monday's President's Day card as well.
2: I will. And tomorrow on radio, we'll go over the stake races at f- fairgrounds. Uh, we have to hope that the weather stays clear, that yeah. there's a chance of rain. Hopefully it doesn't ruin it because those are some terrific races.
3: Well, as I look at the uh, current weather map uh, as is, as it's updated, right now there is, uh, well, at least it shows there's rain going through the Gulf area along the shoreline of Texas and Louisiana. You know where New Orleans is at. It's right there. Uh, right at the shoreline, so uh, we'll wait and see if they can get that out and cleared today. We'll take a look at the fairgrounds uh, races today and see if uh, see if we can get that out of the way and, and maybe drying out for tomorrow's races because we'd love to see those stakes races at least stay on the grass. And they have a hell of a card tomorrow at uh, fairgrounds as well, and uh, 50 points up for grabs both for the Kentucky Oaks and the Kentucky Derby and again we reiterate as we did uh, throughout the week that uh, when they drew for that race it seems like they have uh probably the best competitive field of uh, top uh, leaderboard horses that are running in, in this race uh, tomorrow in the uh...
2: it's by far the best prep race that we've seen so far as far as the derby's concerned and i'm sure as we get closer to the derby you know, these races are going to become more competitive and you're going to see a, a lot more horses in them that have a chance. And uh, tomorrow is the first day, I think, that you really get a good feel because you can make a case for at least five horses in the race and uh, it's a terrific race. It really is.
3: Well, uh, Steve Asmussen and Todd Pletcher both have two horses in the race and uh, your man Brad Cox, of course, is represented by one. So all the guys that are training and in that area and a lot of the trainers like Todd Pletcher that has a multitude of three-year-olds that they're trying to place in all these uh, different uh, prep races rather than running them all in one place against each other. Uh, we'll wait and see about that. But the Risen Star, of course, is part of the Louisiana Derby Series that's held at uh, the fairgrounds, and that is the big big race that has 100 points for the Kentucky Derby uh, leaderboard, and that'll come a little bit later on, of course, in, uh, in the year. I think it's going
2: to yes. be it's and in Chad, March, Chad, is, uh, Chad Brown has a horse also in the risen yeah. star that they are extremely high on a uh, a very expensive horse as a 2-year-old I believe uh, over 2 million dollars the horse Sierra Sierra Leone mm-hmm. who was great in his last race at Aqueduct he makes his first start as a 3-year-old and uh, very highly regarded from the Chad Brown barn
3: Yeah it seems like there's a lot of these very expensive uh 3-year-olds Uh, that uh, break their maiden uh, with a lot of panache, so to speak, and then uh, the next start is not a non-winner other than they go right into the stakes races trying to catch up on the Kentucky Derby Trail, don't they?
2: Yeah, and uh, that seems to be the new way of training. You know, they used to push them early at 2, but now you're getting horses that haven't started until 3 that are making the Derby and winning the Derby. So, you know, it could be better on the horses. You don't squeeze all the juice out of them early, and uh, you take your time, you're more patient, and you get better results.
3: Well, wait and see. That's for sure. And, uh, of course, uh, it'll be a hell of a day of racing tomorrow at the fairgrounds, but we're trying to make some money today, Jonathan. So where are we going to go for some horses?
2: Okay, so let's go to Aqueduct race number six for the first of our two radio plays. And I like the number six horse in here, Gum Island. This is a three-year-old called from the Bill Mott Barn. He had three races as a two-year-old, and he ran very well in all three of them. Returns as a three-year-old, gets Lasix today for the first time. Jose Lascano aboard to ride, 4-1 to on the morning line. Number six, Gum Island, wins today's sixth race out at Aqueduct.
3: Jose Lascano aboard. Boy, he is a good, solid rider there at Aqueduct, isn't he? He does. He gets the
2: right first call for Linda Rice in the winter, so that certainly helps. And uh, he's smart. He doesn't uh, leave town. He stays here, and, uh, you know, he's one of the top two or three riders during the winter, and he cleans up. He's good during the year, but he gets a much better opportunity in the winter.
3: Yeah, and he does a good job at that, that's for sure. And he's riding your horse in the sixth race. Number six, Gum Island, the six. In the sixth race is Jonathan Hardoon's play at Aqueduct. And I suppose you got a winner for us at Sanita.
2: I do. Let's look at the sixth race today at Santa Anita. And the number two horse in here, Miss Commander, a four-year-old filly from the Gary Studi Barn. Gary Studi, three for ten at the meet, so that's good to see. Giovanna Franco aboard to ride. This Philly's listed at six to one on the morning line. She's an improving horse, getting better with each start. Number two, Miss Commander, six to one on the morning line, wins today's sixth race out at
3: Santa Anita. And again uh, at Santa Anita, Giovanni Franco, a nice solid rider there. He gets good prices on horses uh, as well. So in the sixth race, number two, Miss Commander, Miss Commander, Giovanni Franco aboard is your play in the sixth race there. So we are looking at the sixth race at Aqueduct and at uh, Santa Anita. The Santa Anita horse is number two in that sixth race. And again, you have uh, sheets for both uh, Santa Anita Aqueduct and, of course, Oak Lawn and Gulfstream Park today. And. I don't know what to say about those uh, favorites at uh, Sandeat. I know, listen, the favorites are horses that look like they, the, uh, with pa- past performances, etc., and handicapping, look like the best horse in all the races. But we know the best horses don't win in all the races. And traditionally, the uh, favorites are winning between 33 and maybe 36% at any racetrack. But this thing, uh, wow, amazing.
2: That's- the problem is, Ralph, when you get short fields, you know, it. it's just you're not going to get big prices, even if they're not the favorite. So instead of getting uh, $480, you are going to get $6. You know, it's very tough to make money when they have short fields. And that's the really Santa Anita's biggest problem is inventory and where are they going to get them from? Who knows? And now they cut purses. It's a bad situation. Hopefully it will get resolved soon.
3: Yeah, the game is too uh, hardy uh, to die, that's for sure. But uh, they'll have to do some adjustments in Southern California. And I can, for the life of me, can't see why they don't bring those horses at Golden Gate and write those type of races at Santa Anita, maybe on a Wednesday and a Thursday, and, and have two separate meets in essence, it's, at the same rate. It's
2: event. a great idea. It's a great idea you had. The problem is, it makes too much sense. <laughs> when things make sense in this game, uh, for some reason, those ideas get shot down.
3: And you know, uh, people say, "Well, you know, it's expensive to live in Southern California." I got news for you, folks. It's expensive to live in Northern California too. It's just expensive to live in California. Period. So, anyhow,
0: exactly.
3: I'm off of my soapbox today. Anyhow. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Jonathan. We'll be waiting for your assessment on all those big races tomorrow at the fairgrounds.
2: Thanks, Ralph. Stay safe and be well, my friend.
3: You got it, my man. All right, when we come back, we'll have Rich Ang with us. And uh, I imagine that Richie's probably doing his advanced studying and tuning up for the big March Madness that's coming up. That's for sure. But uh, he's concentrating on horse racing right now as well. So we'll get uh, Richie's thoughts right after this. Don't go away. We will be right back
1: born from the tragedy of 9-11 the tunnel to towers foundation is committed to helping our nation's heroes and their families in their darkest hours when a first responder or veteran doesn't return home and leaves behind a young family tunnel to towers supports them the foundation pays off their mortgages and lifts their financial burdens through their gold star family home program and fallen first responder home program through their smart home program catastrophically injured veterans and first responders regain their independence with a mortgage-free home specially a ad- Adapted to meet their unique physical needs, Tunnel to Towers also provides housing assistance and services to our nation's homeless veterans through their Homeless Veteran Program. They are helping more than 2,000 in 2023 because no veteran should be living on the streets of the country they signed up to protect. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices made by our nation's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org.
0: South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our race book is completely separate from the sports book and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. South Point Casino's race book has you covered.
3: Back on race day for this Friday. Now time to go out to Rich Ang standing by and uh, Richie. Good morning.
4: Hey, good morning, Rafi.
3: Well, I I can tell you now, Richie, we're all uh, done with the the NFL for a while, but you know what happens next? This place goes crazy. It is March madness here in the sports book here at the South point and all over Las Vegas. Really? Uh, the NCAA, uh, basketball, uh, schedule has been working right through, uh, from, uh, late uh, uh, last year. But now we get into this part of uh, February where they'll soon be going at, at the beginning of March into a conference play and uh, tournaments there. And then the select committee will select uh, the big NCAA March Madness uh, tournament, of course, the, the big uh, championship tournament there. A lot of studying to do, my man. You getting uh, ready to go?
4: Absolutely. You know, we talked about this yesterday and it kind of spurred my juices to uh you know, search for prices because I hadn't done it in about three weeks. And uh, last night, Ralph, I actually bought four teams for the NCAA tournament, and uh, two of them I would already had in my pocket, like Kansas and uh, Marquette. But I, c- I couldn't believe that their odds had almost doubled since they were gone way up since I bought them. I got Marquette at twenty-eight to one uh, in a block out there, and uh, Kansas at twenty-four to one. I bought Michigan State at fifty to one. But a team I want to talk about real quickly is. San Diego State, who played in the national championship game against UConn last year, folks, you remember that? Yeah. Um, Strong defense. uh, However, they couldn't score last year. But I bought them at 150-1 to in a local sports park. I could not believe the price. Uh, Joe Lenardi, who does ESPN Bracketology, I looked it up last night before I bought the ticket, he has them listed as a five seed, which means he has them rated between the 17th and twentieth best team in the NCA college basketball right now, so uh, I'm excited because this is this is value. This is what you look for in horse racing. This is what you look for in sports. You try to bet a little, win a lot. And uh, I found San Diego State 150 to one, Ralph. And this is a team that's much better than last year, even though they're uh, unranked, because th- this year they can score. They play great defense, but they can score this year. So I, I, I love this bet.
3: And uh, Richie, let me ask you, how many of the uh the team uh people on the team that uh, played in that championship last year are 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 still there
4: that's a great question last year the team was loaded with seniors but the thing is uh they had a deep rotation they played about 9 or 10 guys because of the defense the defensive pressure takes a lot of energy out of the folks so they uh they they play a lot of kids so they have about 6 kids who uh, played a lot of minutes last year, and he added some uh, some newcomers. But uh, this team plays. You know, one thing about being here in the, the West Coast, Ralph, is we get to see Mountain West basketball. So I watched this team play about five or six games. Sure. Their defense is just as good as last year, but they can actually shoot the ball a little bit.
3: Now, talking about Mountain West teams, of course we are running rebels. UNLV is in that in that uh, the conference as well. So uh, what do they what do they look like this year?
4: Uh, I'm not real high on the uh, UNLV in the Mountain West. It's The conference is strong this year, Ralph. It looks like there could be as many as four or five teams wow. from uh, the Mountain West making a tournament. Usually it's only two or three, sure. but uh, UNLV I would consider a bubble team. In fact, uh, here's a word to the wise tonight if folks want to stay up late back on the East Coast or the, the, the Midwest. Yeah. Uh, San Diego State is playing hosted in Mexico two of the best teams in the Mountain West Conference playing tonight. So you can actually watch uh, uh, the Aztecs and uh, see what I'm talking about.
3: Uh, host, who's hosting?
4: San Diego State is hosting New Mexico, and uh, th- th- it should be an excellent game. Yeah, San Diego State is a six-point favorite.
3: And what about that gal in Iowa last night and setting the new record? Boy, that was a hell of a three-pointer, wasn't it?
4: You know what? I, I didn't get a chance to see the game. I was a little busy last night, yeah. but... Uh, Uh, You know, she's a great story for college basketball, men or women. And people who criticize her, I don't know what they're smoking. Uh, She's great for the game. She's a great player. She's obviously going to be the number one pick in the WNBA draft. And uh, like you say, she's setting records, breaking all-time records. And, you know, I, I know there's not many women who can play against the men but she looks like one who could compete against the men on a certain level. She can shoot the basketball as well as any as any guy.
3: No question about it. All right, well, you keep studying for us, my man, because when we uh, turn the page and get to the conference championships on the way to the selection day and the actual tournament, well, uh, there'll be madness out here, and we'll have some madness right here as well. Got a pick for today at Santa Anita?
4: Race State, Santa Anita's mile on the main track. I like the number one horse, Elector, six to one in the morning line. This is a sprinter stretching out. Uh, one of the angles is uh, the last two races, this horse ran in the uh, claiming $20,000, level. So this is, uh, uh, as I like to say, he's racing against his friends. And uh, he's stretching out in distance, which means he should have natural speed to set a pocket trip on the inside. Hector Barrios takes over for John Sadler. So let's go with the one, the Elector, six to one, race eight.
3: Eighth race number one elector, uh, and on a, a year when we have the election. So uh the one elector is uh the play here with uh, uh Hector Barrios aboard the eighth race number one Richie's play. Don't forget Richie has a full sheet as well, and that's right here at the race com websites. Thanks a lot, Rich. Go back to work.
4: Hey, thanks, Ralph. Good luck, everybody.
3: Uh right, you got it. Now we're gonna be uh, going uh, next right after this break to uh John Lindo and Jerry Jackowitz. Take a quick look at the Derby Watch as well, so don't go away. We will be right back.
0: South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our race book is completely separate from the sports book and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. The Race Day Las Vegas Show, the only exclusive daily local media racing information source in Las Vegas.
3: All right, don't forget, folks, that we have some great uh, shows on this uh, network as well. As far as uh, the shows coming up this, uh, today, uh, The Punch Lines with uh, Frank Nicotero. He's on five days a week, uh, m- uh, Monday through Friday at noon to 1 o'clock. And, of course, Sports by the Book, the anchor show here with all the lines and all the great handicapping for sports. Uh, that comes your way Monday to Friday, 3 to 4 o'clock. And, of course, Saturday and Sunday, they follow us at 8.30 to 10 a.m. You got to watch these shows; they're great. All right, look. We are going to take a look now at the uh, Daily Racing Forms Derby Watch. Now, this is put together uh, by uh, Brad Free and uh, David uh, Arconaga. I should, uh, I think, anyhow, it's uh, these two handicappers that uh, give us the the top 20 as far as Derby Watch is concerned. We're going to do this every week on our way to the Kentucky Derby. At the top on page one is Sierra Leone. Of course, uh, that's the one that, uh, you know, Jonathan Hardoon's been talking about. He'll run tomorrow in the Risen Star. Ranked second is Doorknock. He's going to go in the Fountain of Youth at Gulfstream Park. Fierceness has been dropped to number three by the Daily Racing Form. He'll go next in the Florida Derby. Mystic Dan, who recently ran at uh, Oaklawn Park, is uh, going to head right into the, uh, the Arkansas Derby after his Southwest win uh, at Oaklawn Park. Timberlake, uh, he won, of course, the Breeders' Cup uh, Juvenile fourth in that race, and he was scheduled to go in the Rebel, but he's not going there. His next start probably will be uh, to be announced. And then you have Track Phantom, the Lecompte winner that goes in the Risen Star tomorrow. You got Catching Freedom, who won the Smarty Jones at Oaklawn. He goes in the Risen Star tomorrow. And then you have uh, Hall of Fame, uh, who is. Uh, also going in the Risen Star. You get the point now that this Risen Star is getting all the top horses and then to round it out we have uh, uh, Locked and uh, Conquest Warrior as the top rated horses on the Daily Racing Form Derby Watch there. So looking at that uh, rating right now out of the top 20 horses in the Kentucky Derby, you can tell that uh, the Risen Star is a big race tomorrow. Now we're going to go out to John Lendo standing by. John, good morning.
5: Good morning, Ralph. How you doing?
3: Doing fine, my man. What the heck's going on favorites again yesterday at Sanita? Boy, I'm telling you, we're chalking out here.
5: Unbelievable. Uh, you know, like I said, it was 45% to start the week, and God forbid it might be moving up here by the end of the week. Uh,
3: I saw a really, really good tweet, or I guess X message now, I guess they call them, at X by uh, Daily Racing Forum's Brad Free, who uh, obviously uh, has done seminars with you and I before, and it was, it was a good um, uh, spot because he said, in the one-mile turf races at Santa Anita, when the rail is at 30, the last second seven races when the uh, racetrack, the, the turf course is set up like that at a mile, have been won by late runners. The seventh one was uh, yesterday. Uh, with Rough Ride in the race yesterday at a mile on the turf. Seven consecutive horses have come from off the pace when they got uh, set at 30 at a mile on the turf. That's a pretty good stat, seven in a row.
5: That's a, Yeah, very, very good stat. No front runners at a mile when the rails are out 30 feet on the grass. And you would think just you know, your your first impression is when the rails are out, speed tends to hang on. So sure. that's a very, very key stat.
3: No question about that. When the rails are out, the closers uh, have to negotiate more ground to get out and running. But uh, so far, it hasn't been the case that at San Anita especially in those races under those conditions, that's for sure. But remember, folks, you know, there are averages that usually average out in sports, whether it's sports betting, sports horse racing, or whatever. So, uh, John, I'm waiting for the panacea of uh, middle-priced uh, long shots starting at San Anita. may not be today. And uh, you mentioned on, of course, your Lindo report that's available today here at the South Point for today's races at Santa Anita, that the uh, leading trainer, uh, Mark Glatt, continues to go hot. He had another two winners yesterday.
5: Yeah, he he had three starters, won two races yesterday, and he is hitting for the meat now, just about, just under 39% for the meat. So anything Mark Glatt is putting on the track is live. He's claiming horses and moving them up and winning that way. He's got a lot of good young horses. He's got a full barn, and he's just running them right down their throats. And
3: i got to tell you, I guess it's uh, that helps along with the amount of favorites that are winning, because with Mark Lutt winning like that, I'm sure a lot of his horses going to the post have been bet down to favorites and have won.
5: Exactly. Well, you know, they're seeing the ball, the horse players, that's for sure.
3: Now, uh, we got uh, two of the top jocks uh, in Southern California, uh, Joel Rosario and Flavian Pratt, not going to be there this weekend, right?
5: Right. Rosario started riding at Fairgrounds yesterday. He will ride through Saturday with uh, the Risen Star Stakes card on Saturday. Flavian Pratt rides in, in uh, Santa Anita today. He will be at uh, New Orleans tomorrow uh, for that Risen Star card. And then uh, Rosario starts a three-day suspension on Sunday.
3: Well, uh, we don't have to go to a GoFundMe uh, you know, page for Mr. Ryan Moore. Uh, he'll be glad, I think, to pay the 20000 plus fine that he got for that extra whip in the uh, Breeders' Cup, because without that, he might not have won that race that was way much more than the uh, 20,000, uh, is uh, certain. That's that's for sure.
5: Ralph, we watched that race, the Breeders' Cup turf. Everybody lauded what a terrific ride he put on August Rodan, And to get fined, is, to me, it's ludicrous. I mean, watching that race, did you see anything abusive in how he rode that horse to win and, and create a championship for his horse and the Connections? there was nothing abusive about that right not, not, not at all not in
3: the least that's for sure but it is what it is so we'll go from there today your linda report covering all nine races at Sanita available right now here at the south point free of charge of course uh... it's only here at the south point because they love horse players and John's uh, John's uh, product as well and uh... john you have of course uh, selections and all the races the suggested late pick four and all this good information that we talk about every day comprehensive linda report available here, only here in Las Vegas. It is free of charge, complimentary at the uh, race book right here at the South Point. All right, John, pick me a horse and try not to be a favorite.
5: (laughs) I'm trying, Ralph. Seventh race today. Number two, Sebagliato had a lot of things against him in his first start at San Diego after coming in from the East Coast. He missed time with training with the track closures and the rain right before the meet started. Then he went to his knees at the start and absolutely lost all chance, was only beaten three and a half lengths. He's going to love a mile and a quarter. He's trained well out of that first race at San Anita. I think with the experience, more distance, and a clean trip, five to one on the program. Number two, Sabagliato can get the job done. Race seven, San Anita. All right, now we got a five
3: to one shot here, folks, and uh, hopefully it won't be a, a dead favorite, but a winner is a winner, that's for sure. Seventh race, Sabagliato. The two horse in the seventh race with Juan Hernandez aboard is a John Lendo's pick for us in the seventh race. Our handicappers are starting to give us a nice play for the late pick four and late pick five. Jonathan comes in the sixth race with a pick. John Lendo comes in the seventh race with a pick, and Rich Ang has the eighth race with a pick. So you already got a pick three, a race day pick three, starting in the sixth race. Uh, for a buck, you can play this. In the sixth race, you say, give me a dollar pick three, two, two. One And those will be the three horses in those races in a row at Santa Anita. Let's get it done today, John. And, of course, I uh, want to remind everybody that you'll have a uh, Lindo Report for Monday's uh, President's Day card at Santa Anita, as well as Coast Coast Pick 5, along with your Lindo Report, uh, tomorrow and uh, Sunday as well. So I can't wait. And I know that you'll be looking at uh, a few of the races at the fairgrounds as well.
5: Yeah, I'll I'll take a look at those this afternoon, so if uh, you want to go over that a little bit, I'll be ready.
3: You got it, my man. Thanks a lot, John.
5: All right, good luck today.
3: Thank you, my man, and of course, uh, we're glad to see that John's uh, connections are all back and working. Let's go to uh, Jerry Jackowitz standing by. Jerry, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. Well, my man, I hope everything uh, was uh, fine with you yesterday, and we got you back on the show today, that's for sure. Boy, I got to tell you, there's a bevy of filthy favorites winning at Santa Anita right now. I can't explain it.
6: Well, you know, the smaller fields and um, some of the races, the uh, they're really not filled with contentious looking animals, which is, I'm not sure why that is, where some of the races just, you know, one or two horses seem to make sense and they're pretty smart. You know, they, they can figure it out sometimes. And, you know, inside money has an advantage in some cases. And, this is one of the cases where inside money definitely gets an advantage with small fields. Um, so um, we just have to kind of labor through it, I guess, Ralph. And, and well, there's plenty of opportunities. Uh, short price favorites that are little overlays are really great bankroll builders.
3: Uh, yeah, I know, and that's why I mentioned it to you, because as you were doing uh, a lot of your segments on uh, you know uh, betting and how strategies, et cetera, you have mentioned several times that you can take a favorite in a race, and there's plenty of them winning right now at Santa Anita, and really uh, they are good plays overall. And uh, right now, the public, the betting public, and, and all the insiders, everybody's uh, seeing the ball very well at Santa Anita. All right, where are we going with the Aqueduct?
6: Okay, just one one slight correction. Sure. If the horse is a favorite, uh, but he's below your what you think is fair value, you really can't play the horse. I mean, the best you can do is set up in the long shot that you think has a chance. But you have to be very careful when you take on delays, especially when they're favorites. They just really will hurt you. Passing sometimes is the right play. Let's go to um, the second race today at Aqueduct. I was going to give you the third race. I gave that, I sent that in for the graphic overnight. But yeah. there's been a scratch in the third race, and it was the favorite. And so that looks like my horse, which would be uh, Mersal, the one horse, is probably going to get underweight, so I'm going to go to the second race for my play at Aqueduct.
3: Today. All right, but before we get started, now uh, we have a graphic uh, for the third race, and again, number three, uh, Starship Defiant uh, it was nine to five on the morning line in the six horse field. That one is scratched, and and so the five to two second choice was Murisal, and Murisal will now gain a lot of that money, so. In the third race, it might be a freebie if you're doing the early pick four, early pick five, or even uh, the anchor in the early pick three in the third race, the one horse. Okay, we'll go back to the second.
6: We'll we'll go to the second race, Ralph, for our play. Uh, Here we have number two, Magnolia Midnight for, um, I'm going to try it. Uh, Bing, 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 bing,
3: bing, 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 Magnolia scratched. Oh, never
6: mind. Let's see. Let's
3: try for a third one.
6: I'm going to come up with a crazy play here. I'm I play love a, a crazy
3: play. As long as the horse is running. Yeah. The late, by, a, by the way, folks, the rolling, late scratches just got in. Yeah. Go ahead.
6: Okay. I'm going to play a rolling pick. I'm going to play a rolling pick three from the second to the third race. That's all I can do. Okay. I'm going to take the one, three, six in the second race and pair it up with Mersal, the one horse in the third race.
3: All right. So that uh, you said a rolling pick three, those are two. There's only two races.
6: I'd mean, I love to too I mean a, a daily double
3: all right, a rolling double is what you're saying okay, rolling yeah,
6: double
3: daily. after all of the scratches, this is a rolling daily double, second race, one three, six in the third race, the one, so it's one, three, six with the one, a two dollar double will cost you six dollars for that, and uh, Jerry uh, thinking on his uh, feet right now with two late scratches in the race, and aqueduct just did come across with the scratches folks, so.
6: Right, and I have to tell you, I like all the horses, so I'm not, I'm not too bad with the play. So okay. may not pay a lot, but we'll give it a shot.
3: All right. I just want to remind everybody, too, just as a tease, that in the last race, the eighth race on the card, your top-rated horse, a pop-out key, is also a V horse on your sheet. So we'll leave it at that. We'll let them uh, think about that one. Go to Sanita. Let's get a pick. We have a nice
6: V-horse in the fourth race, too, Ralph. Yeah. All right, let's go to uh, let's go to the fifth at, at uh, Santa Anita. Topolino, the one horse from Doug O'Neill, is just screaming to be played today coming off the layoff. We're three to one. I think we probably will get that. I'm going to take the one over the two, four, five, and seven, reverse two, four, five, and seven over the one. The one, Topolino, that's my feature play in Pop-Out Key today. I'm pressing up one seven, by the way.
3: Okay, in the fifth race, uh, your key horse is the one over two, four, five, and seven, and reverse another one seven seven one as he says there. And folks, I got to tell you, our handicappers came with selections in four consecutive races in the late pick five. So the late pick five, you can bet in the fifth race the one, sixth race the two, seventh race the two, eighth race the one, and you can take all in the last race. There's twelve entered in it before scratches. That'll cost you, for the 50-cent pick five, six bucks. Let's see if we can hit it, huh? All righty, we wrap up. Let's go for it. Yeah. Let's wrap up this Friday show by telling you we'll be back tomorrow morning. God willing, Crick, don't rise. One more thing to say. Jerry's saying it.
2: Have a great race day, everybody.
0: It's Ralph Serato at Race Day Las Vegas morning on
3: 1400 KSHP North Las Vegas online at KSHP.gov.